of God from Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. There used to be old sayings about raising children. Children should be seen and not heard. Spare the rod and spoil the child. There is some truth in these sayings, in that children should be taught respect and that they need structure and discipline to learn to live in society with other people. And it may be that it used to be parents and adults were considered the important members of the family, and children shouldn't disturb them. And maybe some children today are overindulged by their parents so they don't learn how to get along with others. There's a perennial tension in raising children and knowing how to raise children without spoiling them and without driving them away. When we read of families in the Bible, the examples are clear and often not good examples. The Bible doesn't sugarcoat the human life, the sinful human life of sinful human beings, and we can learn from their mistakes. It starts right away when Cain killed Abel. And then Jacob and Esau were rival brothers. And when Jacob had children, he favored his son Joseph above the others so that the brothers became jealous. The Bible says that the sons of Eli were priests, but they lived a wild and corrupt life and did not serve God properly as he had told them to do. And when Eli did not correct them and discipline them, The Lord destroyed both sons in a battle with the Philistines, and Eli himself died that very day. Two of King David's sons rebelled against him and set themselves up as rival rulers. The list could go on. This is not how things are supposed to be. God's Ten Commandments make it clear how families should be. Honor your father and your mother, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And St. Paul interprets this here by saying, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. But he doesn't leave it at that. He reminds us of that promise that comes with the fourth commandment, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Nor does he even stop there, but reminds parents of their reciprocal duty and responsibility to their children. You fathers... Do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Parents are not perfect. They make mistakes. Good parents will acknowledge this and talk about it with their children. And children will respect their parents more when they are not stubbornly stern, but treat their children with respect while guiding them through the dangers of living as sinful beings in a sinful world. It's a matter of understanding the forgiveness that we have from God through Christ our Savior. 
It is the duty of parents to raise their children in the training and admonition of the Lord, to teach them these truths of God's word, to bring them to God's house to hear God's law and condemnation of our sin, and also to hear God's mercy and forgiveness in the holy gospel of Jesus Christ. Of course, the highest authority, the greatest authority that exists is God himself. And Jesus is also that highest authority because he is God. But when he came to earth as the son of Mary, he lived in the family as a true child, but a perfect child. He obeyed Joseph and Mary as his earthly parents, honoring father and mother as the commandment says. And St. Luke says that after he had stayed behind in Jerusalem as that 12-year-old boy, then when they came and found him, Jesus went home with them to Nazareth and was subject to them. He honored them and obeyed them. As a true human child, Jesus learned from Mary and Joseph. He grew in his knowledge and experience in this life. But at the same time, he was truly and completely God. He is divine. But he did not always make use of that divine knowledge and that divine power. He put himself in our place, our lowly place, as human beings bound by God's commandments. And as a human child, Jesus faced the same temptations that we face to hate, to disobey, to steal, to covet. But different from us, he kept the commandments perfectly in every point. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be like Jesus? The difference is that we inherited sin and we give in to temptation too often, and we sin. Jesus did not sin. Jesus did not sin. And the greatest point about that is that he did not sin so that we might have his righteousness and holiness, so that we might be forgiven of our sins and have eternal salvation. For all those times that we disobey and disrespect our parents, Jesus obeys and respects. For all those times that we have lusted and coveted and hated, Jesus has lived a chaste and decent life in word and deed, helped and befriended his neighbor, and found contentment in this earthly life without greed or jealousy. And yet Jesus did not live long on this earth. Did he not receive that promise for fulfilling this commandment? His holy life gives God's promise to us, especially the promise of living long in the house of God, having a home in the mansions he is preparing for us. Whatever your role in life is, this commandment applies to you as child or parent, as student or teacher, as employee or supervisor. We learn to love and respect each other where God has placed us. We learn to be kind and gentle with each other, not provoking and irritating each other. We learn that we will fail in this somehow each and every day. But we find our refuge and hope in the holiness of Jesus' righteousness, the sinless life that he lived for us, the innocent death that he died for us. And then we acknowledge him as our dear God and our dear Savior, and we offer ourselves to serve him in all that we do and think and say. Jesus will teach us the truth of God, 
so that we are not lured away by the wisdom of this world, so that we learn to know and trust in him more and more each day. Then we are indeed children of God, loved and forgiven, and live long in his holy kingdom. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen. Let us rise and pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, in mercy you have established the Christian home among us. We beseech you so to rule and direct our hearts that we may be good examples to children and those subject to us, and not offend them by word or deed, but faithfully teach them to love your church and hear your blessed word. Give them your spirit and grace that this seed may bring forth good fruit, so that our home life may advance your glory, honor, and praise, our own improvement and welfare, and give offense to no one. Through the same, your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen. peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. 